0: My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod. What was that? Whiskey. Hey, how's it going? This is Steve from the Lawson Translation Park Whiskey Society podcast. I'm here with As I Lock Eyes.
1: Hi, it's Sean.
0: Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, oh, I'm all right. Good. Good to see you. I haven't seen you for a few weeks. We've been on uh, vacation.
1: Yeah, vacation on Summer
0: Vacay. As on they summer, call it, yeah, vacay summer kids these days. Summer Vacay. 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 They get like really like pronounced the Y, the A-Y. Gotta round it off. A-K-A. Are they Australian or something? Um, We have an in-studio guest today. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like doing these in-studio... Sessions. We had Travis last time. It beat Zoom. And now we have Zara. Lady Whiskey Z Zara, as I just (laughs) got an email in the background. (laughs) Uh, How's it going, Z?
2: It's going really good. I'm super happy to be here too and exactly doing this in person with you guys. It's been a minute.
0: Yeah, it has. Just even just enjoying a few whiskeys in person, hanging out, talking whiskey, talking life, Uh, hopefully not talking any more COVID. Ooh, no, we'll for years that. to come although it's still gonna be in our faces so it's it's just part of life but whatever let's um yeah we're gonna get into whiskey we're gonna get into you yes find out all the things that makes our tick Ooh, i don't
2: know about all of
0: besides these. jay <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um okay i gotta turn this uh, email outlook off because that's gonna drive me nuts um so let's uh we well you do you listen to our podcast i do you do yeah oh an avid listener in the in the studio absolutely travis claims he does but i think he only listens to himself yeah his own episodes that's why his episodes are the yeah because he listens to them on every platform (laughs) like 25 times strangers walk by he's like hey can i uh, use your phone to download something (laughs) we um we haven't had anybody dethrone Travis's episodes as being oh, the most listened to so okay.
2: challenge accepted cha-
0: yeah there I you just go to
2: myself a bunch of times to Travis there you go.
0: yeah just on all the platforms yeah. Spotify Apple whatever the, the whole, any of them I guess um, but yeah we as you know we start out the podcast with uh, digging into your journey. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm. We were. We made pancakes before this because we were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were doing a little uh, photo shoot with some Taconic Maple Bourbon. So I'm going to enjoy this pancake, and you guys are going to listen to Zara talk about herself.
2: Thank you so much. Well, I just <laughs> want to start off by saying Travis is an awesome dude. He's one of my friends.
0: Oh so come on. He's super on.
2: engaging. You know, I understand he's got a great <laughs> voice, and you know, he does such a good job at hosting all of these tastings, and I'm always always engaged with his you know technical info and in personality sure. so travis love you back
0: he's one of the hardest hardest working guys in in whiskey which is why i partnered with him so yeah i, and I agree passionately, with you. passionately. Yeah, Passionate passion as actually
2: well. wants to be there absolutely yeah so actually today um i'm most mostly going to be talking about one of the portfolios that we represent through truth malters so i work for a spirits distribution agency Essentially, as a rep, um, as a regional manager here of Edmonton, and we have a couple large portfolios. The first one is uh, Cavalan Whiskey.
0: Everybody it's, knows Cavalan.
2: Yeah, we do. And uh, we also got Rockford out of Australia, which.
0: Oh, yeah, that's kind of like the forgotten brand a little bit, but that's only because only one bottle's really come over and it was like $9,000. Yeah, it was
2: it was. It was a very pricey. expensive, like $500, $400. $400, $400 yeah. yeah. It was a 100 port. Uh, it was good. Port Coriolis. Whiteport cast absolutely but I don't think it's the last that we're gonna hear from them as well and then we also have the high coast distillery which I will be we're actually gonna be diving into a little bit further today Mm -hmm.
1: was that the box distillery
2: it was formerly (laughs) yeah it was box the high coast distillery was their original name so they um started distilling producing whiskey in 2010 and it, it made sense for Sweden, because actually the location that the distillery in used to be an old sawmill or power plant, and they used to create these wooden boxes. Or they wooden
0: were a crates. box plant? Crate plant? Yeah. Crate
2: plant, yeah, prior. <laughs> um, that was broken down and they built the distillery over top of it. Mm-hmm. So that was known to Sweden as you know box, and they called the area box. <laughs> and so uh, it was normal for them in, in Sweden to now take over this name box. People yeah. knew about it, and it was successful in the European market. But just a few years ago, when they started making their way into the U.S., they were contacted by the Bacardi Group.
0: Ah. And a huge
2: subset of lawyers were going to say that. And uh, they gave them a call, and they were like, hey, uh, you guys need to change your name. And they said, well, no, we're not going to change your name. Why? And Bacardi owns Compass Box, as we know.
0: Which, like, Compass Box and box that's like being like hey you can't put the in your name or you can't like like is there not another distillery with coast in their name or is there not another distillery with whatever like i don't know (laughs) it doesn't make sense to me right
1: well and to me like compass box and john glazier like made his reputation at poking the bear with the with the scotch whiskey association you know the three-year-old whiskey with just a teaspoon of three-year-old whiskey and like wants to play that card but then but goes after a smaller company because they have the
0: name box i doubt it was john glazer it probably was just bacardi i imagine either way i mean if
1: he's the owner he could be like Yeah, just back off leave him alone yeah, yeah. They're it, completely right, different Definitely not. niches in the market. Like it's not like they're direct competitors other than the fact that they're whiskey. That's the only thing they have in common. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's exactly
2: what the distillery manager felt and the production manager, so Roger Nielander and Lars, and they were like, No, like just no big deal. It's super different. Yeah,
0: and it would've just cost them too much to make noise about it or fight it or anything like that. That was so, it.
2: They sat yeah. around for a week, you know, and then, and then they realized, you know, they've got a whole slew of, you know, lawyers and this is this big conglomerate of people. So they decide it's going to stop production and yeah, yeah. expansions. And they thought, you know what? And they, they happily, they have such they a good just attitude. Said, screw it. Yeah. They're like, fine. High, co-
0: high Coast is a better name. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> it was, it was,
2: high co- it was Box High Coast Distillery. So they just yeah. actually removed the word Box out of it because the area is still called High Coast. And it's uh, one of the most northernly distilleries in Sweden, where there's about 17 distilleries, and you got MacMira and High Coast is one of the larger ones. And so they were totally fine with it. They got feedback saying that people liked the name High Coast a little bit better. It was a little more whiskey to them, and you know they felt it was in the area, which a lot of people know outside of Sweden because it's actually a World Heritage uh, UNESCO site. Oh, okay. So super beautiful. You know, we'll get into the terroir a little bit further into the into the podcast here, but yeah. You guys wanted to know about me.
0: Yeah, let's talk about you. Yeah, so. I don't really give a shit about them. Right <laughs> now, I'm sorry, my mouth is full because so I just took a bite of pancake. Pancakes with whiskey on it. I
1: was like, <laughs> so pancakes.
0: The pancake. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It just there is whiskey on the pancakes. To be fair, so this is a whiskey <laughs> podcast. I'm eating food with whiskey on it.
2: You got some drums in front of I'm us. I'm
0: talking with my mouth open, which I tell my daughter not to do. Talk I'm talking with my mouth open. I'm talking yeah, with food in my mouth. Which, my <laughs> yeah. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Let's um yeah, t- tell us about your journey. I want to hear your journey. I don't well, I don't want I don't want the uh, truth malters uh, yeah. like shiny uh, elevator pitch. I want yeah. who is Z? Who is Z? Well
2: Z, Z is Tell me complex. who she is, you know it's Z Dot or Lady Whiskey Z My journey started, you know, as far back as I can remember. Now, this is going to be a bit of a long story. So, if you guys actually wanted to pour one of the drums out of Mm. the Origin series, you want a
0: warm-up drum?
2: Yeah, I think it's a warm-up drum. So let's do
0: it. Let's let's do the Alve.
2: Yeah, because that's probably good. Yes. Okay. So we have got the Alve. It's actually one of four whiskeys from the Origin series that we released early in January. And Stephen, you and I did a live on it where we opened all four bottles and and tried it out. and it's a whiskey that is a delicate whiskey, and I think it really captures the essence of High Coast. And then we're going to get into some more deeper, Drams with more flavor and different types of casks.
0: Yeah, you definitely get a lot of um, like the essence of their spirit in this one. As far as I remember, I actually haven't poured it in a while, so I'm curious yeah. to to get into this. And, and, it's and not even Sean the... has not tried.
2: Oh yes, he's not tried any like of the any
0: High Coast. of these. So
2: perfect. So feel free to.
0: Boy, no, I was He's been boycotting habit. until this moment. Like we said, I can't like, believe that. Yeah. Well, because as soon as they came
1: out, we Steve said we're going to have you on and yeah. drink through, and I was like, okay. So I just never ever. I wanted to wait until we did it live on the podcast, and obviously, with you know, life gets in the way, and we had to keep pushing it back and back, and,
2: and now we're finally COVID here. Restrictions and who knows? Yeah, this, exactly. is, this is actually take four for those of you listening. For us to actually get together, we've had, you know, a mix of life and, and sure, um, you know, stuff going on with restrictions and all that stuff happening.
0: But. Yeah, we've been, yeah, everybody's been Thank navigating you. the uh, social challenges of COVID.
2: Absolutely. Wow, this
0: is the tightest cork ever. Okay, cork. Um, Okay, yeah, let's sip on yes. this and uh, I'm just going to kick my feet back. I'm almost done with my pancake and uh, let's listen to... To your story. Oh, cheers. cheers. Our skulls. Cheers. Skulls. That's oh, oh, right.
2: To be want to? Yeah. Do we do yeah, that? yeah. we can just oh, yeah, clean glasses. Yeah.
0: That's the beauty of not being uh, virtual.
2: Yeah, yes. We, we can, can actually clear. cheers. Cheers together. And say skull. And it's,
0: it's not just Sean cheers. trying to break so my sweet. glass <laughs> with his.
2: <laughs> that might come later on.
0: That yeah, usually does. <laughs> don't rule it end. out. <laughs> yeah. Don't rule it out. So
2: a little bit about my family background. So I am actually an East Indian Persian heritage woman who was actually brought up in an Islamic home which
0: That's many different cultures. So.
2: It's, it's culture and it's religion and it's, yeah, it's really, lots yeah. of history. And I, my, for me and my siblings, we were first generation Canadian for my family. So okay. going way back, um, my parents are actually from East Africa, but not Indigenous too. And um, my great grandparents are actually from Northern India. And they had come over to East Africa. A bunch of Indian people had come over actually to East Africa to work. And uh, that's how my family ended up in East Africa. We're not indigenous, too. And my father was born in a town called, uh, a place called Uganda, kind of like a province out there. So that's East Africa. And my mother is from Tanzania. And she was born um, in Zanzibar, which is off the coast. And they had a, you know, sounds like a beautiful life beginning. And they didn't know each other at this time. And in 1971, they had a president come through. His name was Idi Amin. And from 1971 to 79, he was the president of Uganda. And it was actually a crazy time. He was known to be very, very violent. And mm-hmm. um, you know, to make a short story of it, he actually said, you know what? I don't want these brown folk here. Let's get them out of here. They're taking our jobs. They are taking over the economy. I don't like it. You know, like." And I'm sorry to say this. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is really suddenly a Brown Lives Matter time. Mm-hmm. So my father had to leave Uganda and he ended up in Tanzania, which is just north of him. And he moved um, beside my mom. And so they met at the age of 14. And they had this love story, you know, he came up to my mom and mom was the beauty of the village, you know, and he was like, you and me, you know, let's, let's get this done. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, uh, I'm not into your body, like you need to lose some weight, like true story. So he left.
0: <laughs> Hit the treadmill, pal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, they grew up in these really hard times where my mom was faced with a lot of violence. And, um, you know, we were part of the Ismaili communities, which is a Muslim community. And our spiritual leader at the time, who's still mm-hmm. our spiritual leader, actually, you know, uh, reached out to Pierre Trudeau uh, with Justin Trudeau's father and was like, you know, you need to protect these people. Like these are, you know, my smileys and, you know, all of this stuff are trying to do these great things for the world. So the whole idea was to also get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. So my parents, you know, they, my, 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 dad came back and finally wowed my mom it was like, look at all my muscles. He's like, let's get married. So they got married. <laughs> my mom was 17. She had her first child at 18, my oldest brother. And, um, Then from there, they decide to journey over to Canada. So they leave Canada with a dollar and a dream and we end up in Winnipeg. And so the rest of my siblings, there's five of us and I'm the youngest. Oh, crazy. Born in Winnipeg. Boo boo!
0: <laughs> I hate Winnipeg. I know. how did you get out of Winnipeg when they don't even have an airport? I don't, they probably I, had to call somebody to save them up to get out of Winnipeg too. I think <laughs> you know what's
2: funny yeah. is my whole Truth Malter's team is from Winnipeg, so this is this That's, story That, that, that is true. Forward. Yeah, and
0: they're all like, yeah, they're like they live, breathe Winnipeg. Yeah. They're Jets fans. They're bombers. Like they're just everyone, everything Edmontonian. Ever, Wait, Instagram still use that, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we end up in Edmonton. And so now I'm like, whatever, four years old, 1983, I think it was, I'm not even sure I'm dating myself. And as far as I can remember, there was some sort of spirits always involved. So my dad was like this work hard, play hard kind of guy. Yeah. And he'd come home and whenever he'd come home, which was super late, I hardly saw him because he had fuck five kids. And we were all yeah. 11 months or one year apart.
1: Jeez Louise. Minor <laughs> mine are, minor are 22 months apart, and I'm like, that's way too close.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, newborn, one year old, two year old, three year old, like, I don't even know how they did this. So, and by the time they're in Edmonton now, my dad's like that's 26 impressive. years old, and my mom is 24.
0: It's some very, like, very good or well. <laughs> I don't even know What I'm trying to say they Let's just say, say their, their sex organs Work very well yeah. Yes Well
2: When I was 17
0: Reproductive sex
2: organs Yeah And I would like Looked at my dad one day and This is You know This Islamic man Who drinks But I was like Dad what the fuck You know yeah. And uh, And he was like What And I was like You didn't even leave her alone. She was literally, like, barefoot and pregnant. Like, didn't you? And he just, his face turned so red because, you know, we don't talk about these things. Well, he
0: hit hit the gym hard to get her. And he was like, I got to baby this woman up. So she has nowhere to go. Yeah. yeah,
2: And the funny thing is, after I was born, she had her tube psyched because the doctor, my dad didn't even show up. He was, like, in a bar somewhere, which is hilarious. And... she had her tubes tied, and she thought she could untie them, and um, found out later that it was permanent, and couldn't have the seven kids she wanted. Mom, you're crazy, <laughs> and was depressed for a while. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So my dad comes to Edmonton, and uh, in addition, there's some other families that came from East Africa. The same journey. They're all the same age, just a bunch of kids, you know. And so we would always be over at their house, and my dad had this best friend, whose name is Diamond, and we were we were all good good friends with him, and I was best friends with the kids. And so we'd go to their house and we'd have these big barbecues. But what the dads did is that they would buy two fours each. 24 cans of beer. And I just thought that was a normal <laughs> thing growing up. I just thought you get older, you work, you buy 24 cans of beer and you chill You friends. buy it
0: flat, you come home, you drink it, go to bed and you, you go, go back to, to work bed. the next day,
2: yeah. Yeah, and uh, Diamond- Sounds like a
0: wonderful life.
2: <laughs> and this is scary to me because I think I have kids now. Diamond <clears throat> had a bar and you'd go downstairs and he had this sign up and it said, are you 18? So I knew that you had to be 18, yeah, yeah. but what I also knew is that my parents, you know, not the moms, the dads would pass out, right? Because it's 24 beers. <laughs> and so what did us kids yeah. do? Guess what? We crept down the stairs and we went into the bar because and... I think from then I was always interested in spirits and what Addicts did. So, this is a really sad <laughs> a little
0: underage tastings going on after hours. Yeah.
2: So, I didn't really taste it. Um, they had like, I knew what Du Maurier was, there were cigarette packs on different cans, and we we're always looking at this stuff. So my dad was like, you know what? I can't have a bar here. I need to move. What kind setups. of beer
0: do you remember? What kind of beer? I entering? don't
2: remember the name. I know he drinks a lot of Lucky, but I'm Ugh. I'm thinking it was like. Rain.
0: That's why he passed passing out. Do you
2: remember Ray, like Rainier? <laughs> I think that Rainier,
0: was I yeah. Mean. Rainier and Old Milwaukee and yeah, probably Milwaukee, all those. Yeah, all yeah. Of
2: those. Yeah, whatever was cheapest type yeah. thing. And then we yeah, moved. Old
0: Milwaukee's not bad. It's a crushable beer. Yeah. <laughs> I've shotgun many of those in my day. So. Right. Yeah, you're, you're
2: twi- these are 25 26 resource. Yeah,
0: clear, sometimes you clear need creek? the clear creek. Clear creek. Yeah, there's uh what's the crest? Crest Mountain cre- or uh Mountain crest. I, mountain crest, I don't know. There's a bunch of lucky black label. Black label. Black label strong. There's
2: some triple X going on, on some Molson. E, that was the yeah. brown bag
0: one. Yeah. There was um <laughs> big bear. Well, you get yeah I used to, I used to drink a lot of big bear because they were cheap man for <laughs> they 20, were so easy. for 20 bucks oh, you could, you could get three three big bears and enough gas for a weekend yeah when I was well when we were in high school so it's yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, and then we ended up moving so, yeah. to the Londonderry area. So we I lived across my junior high at this point, but I was still like seven, eight years old. Ironically, me and Traps Watt, we just found out this year that we went to the same junior high.
0: Yeah, that's what he was saying.
2: Yeah, it was wild. That's funny. Yeah, so I lived across there. I'm sure Kindred we Kindred
0: spirits. Just, Kindred, north yeah. side
2: spirits. That's a North
0: planet. side spirits, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of spirits on the north side.
2: So, what to say. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but the funny thing was, is that, you know, we grew up in this Islamic family. So we'd go to Kane, which was the mosque, and then we'd come home and all the dads would hang out and party. So it's just this normal thing. And so my dad finally buys this house where he's got a basement and he, he fills it with cactus wood. You know, he just wanted to pimp it out at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember going downstairs, seeing this huge bottle and it was a bottle of Johnny Johnny Walker Red. Now, this course, thing yeah. was the size of a boat and it had this little instrument that it sat. the pour.
0: it usually sat on the shelf beside the rain here so <laughs>
2: it did so he'd sit down and they loved it because they would tap on it and it would tilt and pour into the glass and ah ha ha everybody would laugh <laughs> those like,
0: things were funny right? <laughs> yeah right it was
2: awesome so then around uh i remember i was eight years old and it was new year's and my dad was like you know what he got all the wives what was called baby duck a sparkling wine.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've drank a lot that? of baby duck too. Yep. Yeah, that and boons, <laughs> boons and, and pretty much whatever got me boons, from Canadian Springs. I think I had like 40
1: empty boons in the trunk of my car when I was 18 just from like pre-drinking in the parking lot before we go in. I was just like, ah, throw them in the back. <laughs> oh, God. Boons.
2: <laughs> so it was New Year's and then my dad was like, hey, he's like, kids, kids come here. So I'm eight years old and uh, he was like, deal with my mom. He's like, some champagne like they, think they called it champagne not knowing you know and uh so we they filled these little tiny glasses for us and it was new year's and that was my first sip of alcohol I mean I'm not proud of it but I was told by my parents what to do and I wasn't used to like how effervescent it was going to be and I choked on it and actually tripped <laughs> and fell back into one of those old school beer boxes where you peel up in the top do you remember there's a like oh, cardboard yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that was peeled open and I was like funny we came from Africa like I was so like world vision looking like I was like I don't know 10 pounds wet <laughs> and uh so like I fell into <laughs> this box and got stuck with my hands and my legs up in the air. So everybody yeah. thought that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, everyone starts throwing change in the box. Yeah, throwing change in
2: the frame? Yeah. <laughs> They're like feed this girl something. Yeah. It flies all around. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had this friend Kim. So she lived down the street, and uh, we'd go to her house, and it was amazing because you know you'd walk downstairs, so talk about basement. So it was like this lush carpet. And her dad had this huge bar and I wish I could go back to this day because I was, again, eight, nine years old and just fascinated by all of this glassware. And he had a separate room with alcohol where I wasn't allowed to go. And my favorite game to play with Kim was bar. So for literally three years, she was the only one um, allowed behind the bar. And again, I don't condone this. I'm a parent. This freaks me out. (laughs) <laughs> and we would do shots all day with a different glassware, and this was my favorite game. So to say that I, you know, when did my spirit's journey start, I think I had a love for it from a super, super young age.
0: It makes sense. Yeah, I'm just surprised when you started drinking at eight years old, you remembered your your life this much, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I hardly remember anything, like, <laughs> from 20, 20 years old on, honestly, <laughs> going back.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's coming <laughs> onto this podcast. I kind of thought like, what were my first experiences with alcohol? Like, how how did I get into yeah. whiskey? Because it's not something you start to get into. You don't go from Big Bear to a drown of you know a scotch. <laughs> not right? usually. No. Well,
0: yeah. No, well, I, I went from Big Bear to yeah Jack Daniels, I guess. But I like, I don't know. What, what was your? How old were you when you first like? Drank your. What was your first bad experience? What was your first good experience? Oh, do you remember? Yeah, everyone has that one oh, bad experience. My, well, right?
1: my worst experience was um, summer between grade 11 and grade 12, maybe 10 and 11. And uh, this guy lived across the schoolyard from me, mm-hmm. and he got a 20 man army tent, and we all just went over there and partied. It had to be in grade 10 and 11 because sweet tent, yeah. So we all just like. <laughs> Me and my best friend carried a cooler across the field and set it inside the tent and we partied all night. But, of course, I was, like, 15, 16, so it was mm-hmm. Mike's hard, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, already, um, that's, like, yeah,
2: bad. But I think just saying that alone... That was that back
0: that when I mean, Mike's hard was, like, 7%. Too. Yeah, and it... Looked, Remember, it used to be yeah. high alcohol. Now it's only 5 So and yeah, we started drinking that, and
1: I think it, we had a cooler full expecting, like, we weren't going to drink at all. Anyway, so... We all, like, decided whatever hour of the night, okay, we'll, we'll crash. So, we all piled in this tent. Well, my sleeping bag was under somebody's cooler who the spout was pushed in. So, all the water drained out of my <laughs> sleeping bag.
2: Oh, like, my gosh.
0: It's like, oh, gross. That's what he says, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, who, it's, who, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, yeah it's not warm, guys. Well, yeah. we it in. was warm at first. I
2: so, then understand.
1: I was like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do? So, there was... This it's weird. Like we were all just kind of piled in there, like Twix bars, and yeah. Jay Baumyster was on one side. I was like, whatever. Passed out. Woke up with Jay's leg over top of me in the morning. Like, what the hell? Now he's multi, multi-million dollar. So there's a love story here with Jay Bomey? So I, I wish. <laughs> I think you yeah. assumed that. Yeah. But then yeah. the worst part was the next day.
0: I think you need to join the Me Too movement. Too. <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe you should go back and, you know, yeah. start a
2: lawsuit.
0: Yeah. I want to stand. This up one waiting. time Jay fell asleep on me and put his leg over me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Woke up very wet. So the next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was soaking wet. I don't know Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, my stepdad had told my best friend and I that whatever, we could go party, but we were going to help him demo a house down by the Mutar Conservatory. And this is the first time I was ever hungover, and I was hungover, oh, yeah. puking all morning. Ooh. Finally, like 11 o'clock, he's like, I don't care, we're going. So he threw us in his car, drove down, and we were outside. It was 31 degrees in the sun and our job in dem- demolishing this house demolishing this house was to bang nails out of wood that oh, was no. that was usable <laughs> so like my stepdad would throw away anything that wasn't yeah, keep yeah. anything that wasn't resell it so we were sitting there it's hungover it's probably the like second or third most hungover i've ever been in my life <laughs> and obviously never being hungover before i didn't know how to stop drinking when I'm, I'm, like standing well, it sounds and like you're poisoned yeah yeah and yeah very well on the brink of it and we just sat there and like very slowly banged these nails out. But we ended up finding newspapers that were used as insulation from like the 1920s in this house. It was crazy. crazy. Yeah.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah, that was my first like getting wasted story. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> my um my first one was actually just in seventh seventh grade one day. We went See, I feel uh,
2: better already. <laughs> yeah, we,
0: we went we went home and uh, just for lunch. And we thought it'd be funny to like we, I, we grabbed like i don't know a quarter of a bottle of smirnoff out of my mom's liquor cabinet and take it to school and we put it in our pops and we're like sitting in class <laughs> sipping it yeah like because yeah. we're like we were gonna get drunk during school we're so cool and um that's sure for you
2: yeah
0: i did i well I, I definitely got sick afterwards and threw up but my my buddy Rob, the weird dude, that it was the two of us that were drinking. He threw up on the teacher's hand when she went <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like he went she went to go put something on his desk and he was just like projectile all over her arm, oh, her hand, nasty. the floor, oh. and yeah. It of course,
1: was, you can disguise it as being like
0: sick because it probably re oh Oh, for sure it did. If she didn't
2: smoke spirits um, herself.
0: Yeah, and luckily she <laughs> was a younger. Uh, Miss Maury, she was like everybody's crush in school. She um, was like in yeah. like early twenties, grades seven teacher kind of thing. So she she was not very hard on us, but he did get suspended when the mm. when the principal found out. Um, the, one of the first times in high school that. Um, It was right when Ladies Man, the movie, came out and the (laughs) Cavassier. So, me and my buddy Brad were like, We're about to go camping, May long weekend. We're like, We're going to buy some Cavassier and be totally cool. We bought fancy glasses from the liquor store and we're at Miquelon Lake and we're walking around and we find we find this group of girls, of course, and we're just we conveniently pop the cork, <laughs> rape like rape right beside him, and, and Brad's like, oh do you want some cavassier?" Then we're talking like like the ladies' man, however that was, and like no nowhere to lie, we each pour a little bit. Brad goes to take one sip and spits it out like all over the place, and we're like three feet away from these <laughs> these girls, and he, we just look at each other and we just turn around. We don't even say anything to him. We just turn around and walk away. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) go put the commasier back that reminds me like high school I worked at Domino's so the drivers uh, drivers would always
1: buy us our booze and we'd (laughs)
2: always
1: (laughs) listen to rap music in the back so it was like Alizé and vodka (laughs)
2: oh yeah let's get that let's get that yeah (laughs) oh I drink a lot why (laughs) all oh, the sugary gross. stuff right? oh, it
0: was all the sugary stuff like, for sure our favorite was malibu and baja and,
2: rosa and I remember that Oh one?
0: God, gross the
2: creamy story weird we, we,
0: had, six we had we had rob uh shalafu it was his it dad's, was dad's agency that, that brought in baja rosa oh, and represented okay. baja rosa yeah so yeah, and then they like sold it See? for he's the drinks drinks inc
2: yes okay. agency guy yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um yeah, but the, we shot, shot a account. lot. We shot a lot of Baja Rosa. <laughs> I'm just oh,
1: I remember King's Night Pub on oh. 34th. They like, ladies'
0: night. So, because yeah, yeah. the bar was split in two. Because it was pink, it was natural. Yeah, it. so you
1: had like the rock side and then the, the karaoke dance side. Yeah. And Friday night, it started Fridays, then it became like every night of the week was ladies' night. So, before 11, the guys were on the rock side, but they literally had five cent baja rosa cents. so we give like the it's girls that, the girls that we were friends with or whatever we give much? them a five dollar bill and we walk in at 11 o'clock and our
0: tables they're yeah, just there those little pure, like yeah. little quarter shot ones or yeah whatever, but like, there it go. was like
1: a pyramid of shots on the and we were just like what the hell
2: and it's yeah. just cream and sugar
0: those are the days you could drink for cheap
2: though. oh yeah well yeah, yeah. five like, cents 25 cents 25 cents
0: cent. Beers, but yeah. they're only when you'd stack four them. inches tall. Yeah. But yeah, was at that Lush.
2: Down to Lush, yeah, yeah. I used to hang out there all the time. Yeah, Lush,
0: that's where I <laughs> think was, was the, the best.
2: first uh, well, Turkey, the
0: darkest Lush. bar in the city. Yeah, <laughs> the it was always the last, <laughs> the last place you'd go, so you didn't have to see anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: how I felt about it going there. <laughs>
0: Nobody could Lush. see you drooling <laughs> <your own children. laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, we started at Asie's always, and oh, it ended Ezzie's, up at yeah. Lush. I feel
2: like we must have run into each other. I'm, I don't remember. I
0: I ran into a lot of people because I was usually wasted. Right yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> my wife literally. and i say the
0: same thing i literally we, ran into that yes. yes, our circles yes. cross paths like our whole well, and even, life yeah even and sean and i are circles like but we never like yeah like
1: it was the, became, fir- the first time i ever went to a club tasting i'm like i recognize like half like a handful of these guys yeah. just from the local music scene right because we both grew up in like them music scene and yeah yeah we were all punk
0: rats
2: when you're and, you know, long that, haired steven
1: the, yeah
0: when I, that's,
1: that's probably the, why i didn't recognize sweet
0: you. yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't have my sweet flow yeah, yeah. <laughs> i miss that flow unfortunately oh. i am my hair is trending the other way yeah. back in those days i had the
1: like nine inch long bangs down to my chin and oh yeah i had back. some
0: wild oh, haircuts yeah. That, I kept like, an ID that I had from when I was, like, 20 I had, and it was just all sorts of <laughs> I had the, you the, the like, that emo haircut where you had the bangs, yeah, but then it was short I, in the back yeah. so you could, like, mohawk Spice the it, back. Yeah. And, I
2: had that haircut, too. I, know. I'm, I swear. And I had probably, an Argo yeah. print shaved in the side of my head. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty fun. But, but
0: we grew, like, we... Primarily grew up in the 90s when that was like the most confused fashion era ever, I think, right? Because it came out of this like the fun, funky 80s and nobody knew what to do themselves. So they just wore like clothing too big for themselves and all kinds of weird shit with their hair. And then the 2000s came, and it was like, okay, hey, I think we should probably clean well, ourselves actually, up. I had cut my first <laughs> mohawkish like, yeah.
2: hairstyle in in the 2000s. It was later on. I was like 24, and I had that argile print in the oh, the yeah. hair. I had a glorified mother.
0: <clears throat> the JNCO. Those are good old days, yeah. And then Jeans. the emo like well, early first was early like, t- or 2000s were was the emo craze, yeah. right? Like the punk rock was massive. Like, like black hair, skate, black hair was like black skate black. punk, yeah. and all that stuff became really popular. Hardcore music. Yeah. I was actually
2: living in in Toronto in the 90s, so we moved um, when I was 14, actually, after the first time I had actually tried a whiskey, because we went to a family party, um, and of course, it was my dad's best friend who's from Fiji, and his son was getting married, and my brothers, who were older, like 16, 17 at the time, Mm -hmm. kept going down to me, like, you know, give us a whiskey and coke kind of thing, and my nephew was visiting me from England, and he's actually just a year older than me, just my mom's oldest sister's daughter's son type thing. And he was like uh, Zara. He was like, oh, you know, I, I want some drinks. And I was like, what do you mean? Like we're fourteen. Like he's like, I don't care. He's like, they're going to serve it if you watch. So he went in there and grabbed a few drinks, and we went to the playground and drank these whiskey cokes. You know, and it was a big deal. But I was like, oh, look at us. So
0: so cool. So cool. Yeah. Um, okay, we've we've totally uh, gone on a tangent. Yeah, Let's that's cir- a good- Let's circle. Yeah, it's all good. Let's circle back though, because I'm curious how how do you line your position with. Truth malters. I know there was some stalking involved and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like where now we know when you started drinking at eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: well, we missed a part. Um, how?
0: Yeah. Let's let's, bring it, let's yeah, bring it. When I was
2: 21. Let's bring it bring together. Bring it together. Yeah. When I was 21. Um, so I, I lived in Ontario for a while, you know, like drinks and cocktails and stuff. But when I moved back to Edmonton, I needed a job and I started working at Earl's Clairview in the north side. And I was taken under by Craig Blyse, who I think still is one of the CEOs of, of Earl's. And he was super passionate about spirits. And so in order to serve there, you had to not only romance the food and know every ingredient, you had to romance the drinks and talk about the wines and where they were from. And you know, they got their own brand of <clears throat> beers and, and wines. And so we did a lot of tastings with him and he wanted to sit down and really talk about each wine and you know where the regions are from and why they chose them, including beers. And that's how I sort of got into beers and spirits which then propelled me into um, drinking gin, for example, was a favorite mm-hmm. that I had for such a long time. And then it wasn't until, I would say five, six years ago, you know, I was with, with some friends and, you know, we we're talking whiskey a little bit and we sat down and we we're talking tasting notes and I had a, a friend bring down, it was an Octave um, Glen Elgin, 16-year-old, bottled in 1991. And oh, we sat crazy. down, yeah, and we sat down and, and we just talked about the notes and, you know, he was like, dude like you're really just spitting out these <clears> these <throat> notes like these flavors like you're really calling it through and I was like yeah I've been drinking since I was eight years old got
0: this, right? <laughs> yeah. this Glen is nothing yeah. try and pick the notes out in Johnny Walker I mean, Red while pounding a exactly, rain here in my, my basement yeah. come
2: on and so that's kind <laughs> yeah. of where I started my, my whiskey journey and so I just started going to different tastings around the city and joining various groups and going to the different stores for their tastings and kept an eye on bottles and that sort of thing And in 2018, I went to the Banff Whiskey Experience, which was the first Banff Whiskey Experience. I hope there's more coming out. And I just went there as a-
0: There will be. Yeah, yeah,
2: as someone who wanted to taste, you know, whiskey. And I I did all the master classes there, quite a few. And um, that night we all went out to party. They had two grand master classes, which was awesome, or grand master tastings, instead of just the one. So Mm -hmm. on the Friday night, you know, after all day of classes you know did the grand tasting went out to high rollers i think it was called i don't even think i went to bed till yeah
0: high rollers yeah that's fun there
2: yeah it's super fun danced all night you know oh yeah and then around
0: well i don't do the dancing all night thing, (laughs) but i watch people dance all night
2: (laughs) so about 11 o'clock i woke up and i was like holy crap my first like proper tasting is at noon and I was camping, I don't even know where I was to be honest, yeah. like we were camping somewhere, I just woke up to like, <clears> you know, birds and the whole thing, which is Oh, beautiful. you were camping?
0: I missed that part. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, so then I just, that was stupid. You, yeah, uh, it you should, weren't even
0: staying in a hotel?
2: No, we camped wow. out, which was crazy, and you know, I like to dress properly. That's hardcore, so. yeah. Somehow, I made it to this tasting right at noon, and it was... Yeah, um,
0: you're a very glamorous type of person, you're, you're always...
2: I still showed up in huge heels, <laughs> full-on, shiny, sequined How did you walk dress. out
0: of the campsite you with heels on? Yeah. I,
2: that, that's a secret, You just right? figure it out. You, you just go from out. point yeah. A to point Z, and that's all you need to know. Oh,
0: point <laughs>
2: <sighs> So I sit down, and I'm super excited for this class, because it's like a Duncan Taylor, you know, and it kind of brought me back to that moment. Yeah. And it was that Plus Cavillac. And it was uh, presented by who I met at the time and who then became a dear friend of mine, Jeremiah Wheelock, who's now passed away. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he Rest his soul.
2: Rest his soul. So it's yes. noon and I'm not gonna lie, but <clears> I was like I don't. I don't know if I can even take a sip of alcohol right now. Like I just drank five minutes ago for like hours and hours.
0: But then you reach deep inside to your inner eight-year-old. Right. And
2: was like, <laughs> yeah. save me! You've got food and bread, and you know, yeah. you're no longer a world vision child. Go for it. Go for
0: it. <laughs> yeah. And look how good huge, you look. Damn it. <laughs>
2: this huge bar of chocolate and a bunch of whiskey there, and it was like you know Duncan Taylor's and Kavalan. and I remember like you know. We got into some of it and then my first sip of this Cavillan, so pre even working with Truth Malters, I had already fallen in love. And the fact that it even made me stop <laughs> and say, what is this whiskey was like amazing because I thought I was going to get super sick. So that was the inter- introduction to Cavalan
0: Well, and Bill was probably there.
2: No, the no? Truth Malters weren't there because it was. Um,
0: oh, former... yeah. Sorry. That was that was it was yeah. Jay's brand even at the time. It was Jay's brand. That's right. Correct. That's right.
2: Sorry. So I just thought it was with Jay and that was yeah. September 2018. And then, you know, I'm on the Edmonton Whiskey Forum a few months later, and uh, I see this post from this, this Larry Shane dude, right? Which I thought was showing. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm on the forum, and it says, um, we're giving away uh, Truth Malters is presenting Cavalan in Edmonton, and we're bringing Master Distiller Ian Chang. And it's not going to cost you anything. There's only like 50 tickets. PM me, or was that PM DM? That
0: was the yeah. one at Chateau. Yeah. Yeah, because they. For they, details. Yeah, Bill and Larry reached out to me, and they, like, yeah, they gave. I think they gave me fifteen free tickets mm-hmm. to like give to club members and stuff. Yeah, it was super nice. Though.
2: Exactly. So I was like, well, "How do you go to a free tasting in Edmonton and it's Cavallin?" Like, I was blown out of my mind. Yeah, for sure. And so I went to this tasting, which was super elegant. You guys were at that tasting, or did you make it?
0: Then, I I had to go to a wedding, but there was twelve members from the club there. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, meet Larry because I was like messaging him and he's like, wow, that's awesome. He's like, there's not so many women that have expressed interest. So I'm like more than happy to give you some tickets. And I thought, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went to this tasting, which was super nice. You know, that uh, Ian Chang come down and he speaks so eloquently. And um, when I was trying to learn about Kabbalah and listening to him, I actually found he made me very sleepy. And oftentimes I would... <laughs> Fall asleep listening to the voice of Ian Chang. Yeah. yeah. True <laughs> story.
0: Can, <laughs> yeah, can you just record yourself talking so I can fall Honestly, asleep? If you
2: yeah. listen to any of his stuff, trust me, try it. He is very.
0: That is that his new career? He's, it's yeah, when he talks. It's a, like he's, he's in, in constant med- meditation. Sleep hypnotherapy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sleep, the there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: now it's. There's like
0: the new website,
1: Calm, I think it's called. He's one yeah. of the voices, I'm sure. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey's on it. And oh, really? And yeah. And they literally. Uh, I don't Killian Murphy from Matthew McConaughey's voice. He's
2: like hey guys, like
1: no no, but he have you well you've heard it's it probably his, different his car commercials, but he like all oh, the Lincoln yeah commercials. So it's like oh. that. And then Killian Murphy from Peaky Blinders, he he was the reason I found out about it. And his is like he's just taking you a tr- on his Will
0: Arnett on it. I don't know. No, but <laughs> I, he's got an awesome voice. Killian <laughs> Murphy, like <literally laughs> he's the Reese's Pieces guy.
2: He's the re-
0: <laughs> he like <laughs> literally tells a story of going around
1: Ireland and just like visiting distilleries. And so I was like. Like peaky blinders, dude. Okay, sweet, let's go. I yeah, mean, it was like 10 minutes. Oh, You're out. So, yeah, that
2: was my Ian Chang. So, I, I was like, okay, I waited till after and I wanted to meet Larry because you know, and I didn't know about the other Shane brothers. So, I'm trying to meet Larry. We say hi quickly, but which was really funny and the funny in that we say the word hi. There was a couple dudes that I don't know who and how, but. They were pretty smashed. I don't think they were just smashed up alcohol. So they were in a hang around all the Cavallon bottles, and Larry was like, ooh, "What's going on here?" So he was trying to just lightly shoot them, them
0: away. Out. Yeah. I
2: don't wonder if they're friends, but um.
0: they they could have been.
2: How many guys were
0: from the yeah? <laughs> yeah. Some of the guys out. in the club wouldn't be surprised. My, they're just
2: like, oh, they, was they now,
0: are known to pre-drink how tastings. How did that so. get into my drink?
2: There, this strange powder.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who brought icing sugar to yeah. this taste thing? Yeah.
2: So anyways, after the tasting, I went up to um, AJ and Bill and I was like, hey, how's it going? They're like, hey, what's your story? How did you get into this tasting? And I briefed it for them, probably a little shorter than I did for you guys. (laughs) And um, they kind of asked about me and I just said, you know, I'm, I'm just an enthusiast. I'm a whiskey drinker. Like I, you know, I, I. I'm a supervisor by day and I, you know, I'm happily divorced, but I got all little stress and I sit down and I'll spend my money on a good bottle and I want to drink it.
1: Absolutely. And
2: so they were like, oh, have you ever worked in whiskey? And I said, no, you know, it'd be fun to just, you know, be behind and do tasting sometimes. But that that was it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know about stalking, but they essentially um, followed <laughs> my account um, for a few months, so about four months. And in September, um, I got contacted by aj and he was like hey you know we'd love to meet you we've been following your instagram yeah. and you know we see that you're super interested in you know tastings and it wasn't just whiskey as one of the beer tastings and wine tastings and no, you, all the things
0: yeah you uh the festival place tasting yes that whiskey ass puts on yes kent
2: Yep, <laughs> kent whiskey, i know his yeah it's yeah it's i, I it's remember there's a Scotch few <laughs>
0: yeah that was right it was right around when uh, i think i started following you as well mm, and i, I think was like we'd... who is this person
2: And I think, you know, I just started to post stuff like I had a personal Instagram and I kind of started my bit of a whiskey page 2019 not thinking I was even going to be involved in spirits this way. Yeah. And then the rest is history. We met in September and I started working with them and just continued my journey in my tasting journey and still, you know, I'm still part of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society and Mm -hmm. Alberta Scotch Society. And I I was also bothering Travis because I was like, hey, you know, let me into the Edmonton Scotch Club then.
0: Yeah, the doors were locked. Yeah, he won't even let me in. Me neither. So, <laughs> yeah, people. He's been he's been accused of of uh, oh, being same. like yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We don't need to go there. But anyways, we don't. it's is an awesome it's a guy. yeah. He caps it at a certain amount. Yeah, it's like 30 some people and it hasn't changed in like six years.
2: Yeah, I was I was um, upset to hear that there was some backlash, you know, because it was predominantly male. There was a lot. Yes. But you don't know what happened. So when I was in Victoria Whiskey Festival, actually was one of the last festivals I attended in 2020. Mm -hmm. I ended up seeing Travis there and Mike, Mm -hmm. his buddy. And um, Bearded Dave was there as well. So we were actually at the Rare Drams Room, and uh, we met a bunch of folk. And I didn't realize they were listening on this conversation. So I had this man come up to me, and he was like, "Oh, you know, what's your deal?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I rep for Caudaline, you know." Yeah, no And he was deal. like, "Well, you're Brush very pretty." Off. Yeah, and he goes, "You're very pretty, so it makes sense." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I, I yeah. actually, to be honest with you, I was like, "Okay, whatever, yeah. buddy, right?" I, I just brushed it off. I, I didn't yeah. even bother.
0: Just some other schmuck. Yeah,
2: and then the next day, I was in a tasting with Bearded Dave. We were with uh, Dr. Don Livermore.
0: Wait, it was Bearded Dave that did that? I'm just joking. No, no,
2: it wasn't. (laughs) So I see Dave, right? And right away, he's like, Zara, he's like, you know what? I just want to tell you. He's like, you we we love who you are and we know that you're serious about spirits i didn't even know what he was talking about he was just giving me all this praise i was like wow okay sure no problem right (laughs) yeah and he's like no we heard what that guy said to you and we were so like they were so upset he's like i raised daughters i'm a teacher he did not like that and you know sadly i just kind of brushed it off but really that was kind of a moment where you know i was being discriminated unfortunately absolutely yeah Yeah. Rough times
0: yeah, the whiskey industry has been, there's lots of people have been called out. Well, it goes across any industries, right? That's, you can't, you can't be a pig. No. Anymore, um, honestly. No. In, in public, be a pig at home on on your own for all I care, but don't, yeah, don't disrespect people, period. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyways, the reason why I was wondering if Bill was there is because I find he's like this cuddle. Oh, Cuddleable Like Huggable <laughs> Every time I see him I just want to like Squeeze him He's just Like the Isn't he Like he's just All the time The most likable person All the
2: time You should see our text messages are emojis
0: and Oh just, like, I know and you, Yeah when he texts you And as he's always Asking how you're doing first And it's yeah. just like All these expressive emojis Like I feel like he's, he's hugging me through the phone We love it He is hugging
2: me <laughs> through like, the
0: phone Oh you're so cute <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bill is amazing yeah, you know, Bill he, is awesome He actually was the one Who was like You know Went to Larry And was like he didn't talk to this girl but like we need her you yeah. know he's like we connect and you know funny we looked we taught, thought about our dates we are all from winnipeg he was born january 2nd i'm born january 3rd my son's born january 2nd we just have all of Crazy. these little things yeah their sister's born may 17th so is my sister and it's just on and on and on the, the coincidences numerology. that brought us
0: together numerology so
2: yeah yes. new, funny you talk <clears throat> about numerology so of course we represent high coast distillery now too Mm-hmm. So that came through Just in January um, You know we did a bunch Of Kavalin stuff We'll always do Kavalin But um, whenever We've switched around And what's a little bit Newer to us is Yeah the high coast so We brought in the Origin series Which Sean has been Super patient about
0: Find my time It's not like the guy Doesn't have enough Whiskey to drink yeah. I don't know but, about that
2: The guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's always finding more We're always Always finding more Like I've got more Bottles open than I can handle But we I always Find more Yeah But yeah. It's whatever. It's a a good problem to have. First world problems. I think this has been like the first summer that I haven't been like... No, me neither actually. I've been very... I don't know if it's because it's been so hot hot. Yeah. And... I'm not yeah. used to that. Yeah, I'm used like, to cool, like more cool, like the cool coming earlier in the evening yeah. so that you could sit outside and you would put a sweater on and you would have whiskey. But now some it's whiskey, like
1: we go outside when the sun goes down at like 1030 and it's still too hot
0: to sit outside and drink whiskey. For sure. That's it's crazy. a cold beer. That's yeah. why I'm transitioning. <laughs> Park Beer Society. <laughs> Park. What? Hey, beer is good. I yeah. love
2: like, you know, so that's the thing. Part of my journey involved just going around to places. Medicine Hat, Alberta, you know, you've got places in um what is the halfway
0: point where blind man is Lacome. Lacome. red
2: yeah. deer and we kick out some kick-ass brews oh you
0: know? absolutely like the, the craft is one of
2: the ones i want to go to that's in
0: just the craft beer world in general yeah. right like and we have we have such a, a crazy selection of from like far and wide right whether it be absolutely. local whether it be from colorado colorado
2: yeah
0: there's like there's lots from there there's we had a buddy BC, us there's like two Vancouver. giant boxes
1: of craft beer from ontario yeah. and quebec and ah, nice. it's just like you and steve split these and i was like okay well,
0: most of them are dark beers favorite.
1: though oh it's because he knew i was a stout guy so yeah maybe.
0: which i which i love dark beers yeah. i just i i like to explore the light beers yeah. in the yeah. summer i'll go to the dark in the fall i actually gave so. you
1: all the like <laughs> any of the singles that were not stouts i gave to you yeah.
0: any of the singles that were stouts i kept there was three that were all French. How did you know what they were? I still don't know.
1: <laughs> One has a picture yeah. of a whale on it. I'm
0: like, yeah, right. whatever. <laughs> I know. I have no idea what kind of beer, Which, like half of them are. I literally
1: it. picked that beer up yesterday. I'm like, how come in Alberta we have to put English and in French, but in Quebec they can get away with just French? You, you don't have do to here.
0: Yeah. You don't. Like no. Only, like the only, the product type so beer oh, okay. has to be French and English or whiskey whiskey's bilingual, so not it, it there. has right? So but everything else in Alberta does not have to be. Crazy. Yeah. Well then fuck, why do we do it? Um, usually because they don't want to make multiple labels for both sides of the country. Hmm fucking money thing hey <laughs> yeah exactly um, okay well we've got some we got some whiskey port in front we of do. us we
2: do yeah so actually um, what we were tasting earlier was one of uh, four of the origin series so we tried the elev.
0: yep which um, is just like a very a very soft, delicate it's a perfect um, warm up. That's ground. what I was gonna to nice. say. It was like the perfect warm up. Yeah, if you want
2: to try high coast and what their new is like, you know they they do a t- couple types because they do a peated and an unpeated, and their unpeated whiskey is meant to be quite fruity and bright and with lots of note of pear and vanilla in it. So I yeah. think that really captures that, and it's a nice little base for what we're gonna get into next. Um, but Have I he brought, knows these
0: other ones. Yeah, oh, he oh, yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah, I do. the. What I think is the hungarian which, okay, which is which, you don't even have to tell me, I okay, guess. But uh, yeah, is this right. Hungarian oak, the middle that's gonna one? That's going to be the Hungarian yeah, oak. That's, yeah, that nose is the last intensely fire. weird. This one.
2: <laughs> so we have in the origins Is
0: that the series? last one? Yeah. This one? Or this that's one? Gonna yeah, I was going to say, one. it's my yeah. first one, though. Oh, did I? This is gone. I, I
2: went from this way. Here, pass yes. me that.
0: Because I know, I know which one I have. I can smell them. Because it doesn't smell like the first one at all. Uh-huh. You just want to touch my whiskey with your nose? I think, I think he does. No, that's the first one. It's the first one? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait.
2: No, are you sure? Because I poured it out Ooh. this way, unless you moved yeah,
0: it. Yeah, this is. The
2: this is, one is not sherry. Is sherry.
0: This one here is not sherry.
2: It does. It, you're at least surprised it is. I had them in the exact order, and I'll tell you right now for color.
0: Well, actually, no, I get a bit of sulfur out of it. Yeah. Oh, addictive. did you
2: mix them up completely? Is that the last one you had? Because I think that's the...
0: Sean same. does this all the time. <laughs> oh <my laughs> he does God. this all the time. You guys rye, are hilarious. Yeah. We
1: tried to do a rye wine tea. I didn't touch yeah. mine. So if you okay, poured... Good.
2: I poured it, yeah. So we're, so going, this we're is, going left to right. This so is, actually, so what we're doing now, we're doing a uh, two single casks.
0: Two single casks, yes.
2: So we've got our first class series so it's a c-l-a-s-s now this is a truth malters picked cast we picked two casts and i released them and they are the canadian local artists selected series now the first one that you're nosing is actually a sherry and um it is a 62 sorry this one is 58.3 percent abv so the Origin Series, you got between 46 and 50% for those. So now you're drinking yeah. a castring High Coast. I'm assuming this might be your first High Coast? drink cast cast
0: High Coast? E- yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All I've ever had is the Origin Series. So,
2: so we actually picked two malts. Um, it's
0: not a very like pungent nose. It's no. Not.
2: It's an Olorosa Sherry. So actually, it's an American yeah. oak.
0: Sean's still trying to figure out what is what because he's mixed up all. Oh his, man, that's all I had it <laughs> for you. That's guy. That's why he's got such a good okay. nose because he's I trying got to. Really, you got
2: it now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <We're> <good. laughs> okay.
0: All right. Can, can, we move, nose? Can, can we move on with yeah. this podcast, please? <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot.
2: So we have you got two it. out of the series. <laughs> the first one we're drinking is actually um, sherry. So this was it's actually a seasoned American oak cask. Been seasoned for about 12 months with an oloroso sherry weird and in terms of aging
0: <laughs> whoa double weird yeah. it like comes back to you you sipped it already yeah i just did sorry um, <laughs> i got anxious
2: <laughs> five it's five years old and just just a little bit over five years old so like five years old in one or two months so essentially five years
0: <clears throat> it's different. Mm-hmm. It is different. It's, it's very not what different. Do you
2: think a typical sherry would be?
0: Which it's, it's just a lightly seasoned sherry cask, right? Lightly how, how did they say twelve months? Okay,
2: American oak. So I think it's it's pretty saturated.
0: What is what is the Edgerton... Well, like Highland Park. Highland Park is how long do they season for? Months? Yeah, I think it's a little more, but eighteen twenty. We should know this. For We've this, talked to for this particular,
2: but yeah, because what we're going to get into later on has a little bit longer in terms of their their seasoning um, of the cast. So this one is actually American oak.
1: They The so like the spiciness hits first.
0: Uh, yeah, I almost coughed. <gasps> <laughs> I found it like i don't know i found it on it goes on my palate and then i swallow and then it almost like comes comes back, back on you. my palate which yeah. is really it's like it sticks to it's the top of your mouth sticky. to oh, the I point know, like, where like when you close yeah. it sits on your tongue like, it's weird
1: it like leaves a film like that i don't know how else to describe it but it doesn't like this like aus- no yeah, it's so not it's like a
0: syrupy film no, but like it's just like the flavor just sticks to your yeah cheeks Absolutely. and stuff like
2: So I I was saying I got notes of cinnamon and vanilla in there. Yeah,
0: a lot of some
2: cherry. I said cherry pie, dusted with icing sugar and cinnamon. If that was a thing.
0: Yeah, definitely get a lot of that tartness, like cherry. Yeah, cherry tartness.
2: Quite. I get a lot of um, trying
0: to put my finger on the. Yeah, the, the the oak comes through. There's a lot of oak in the nose. I find. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think if the, the spice that comes kind of hits you the second time, if that's tannin or if it's more the Oloroso. I mean, it could be both, but it's nice.
2: Well, the Oloroso is going to give you a little bit of a nutty character yeah. and some caramel in there too, but definitely spicy. And I was curious about the oak because um, I wasn't sure if it was European, which typically imparts some spice, but this was an American oak and the Oloroso, which is, really um, I think interesting. Tannin, you know, it's it and oloroso tends to be noted as a kind of a sweeter sherry. but it's not, it's actually a dry sherry. It just mm-hmm. um, it's produced a little bit differently, so it, it seems to be sweet because there's more glycerin in, a, in mm-hmm. the actual sherry.
0: Well, and a lot of times you get the like, but the, you're not going to get <clears throat> you're not going to get a lot of the tannins from the oloroso from the wine because it is a season's cask yeah. as much yeah. it is right. Like you're, yeah, yeah it's going to be more of like an American oak. Like I like, said. They, like it's more of like a um, like a sweet dryness versus a wine dryness. Is uh, yeah, that is yeah. that the way to say yeah. it? Like it's the, just right? the
2: wine, the tannic.
0: Like the tannic, I guess, is just like, the oak. But I'm just saying like a wine tannic is different than like a, an American oak yeah. tannic. And I found with both
2: these drams, like it almost seems like it's going to be drying in your mouth, but your palate's left pretty juicy. Yeah. And it's still giving you that hug down your throat oh, yeah. and into your chest.
0: Yeah, it. um yeah, it definitely leaves you salivating like crazy mm-hmm. afterwards, which I find the more like tart, oaky whiskeys yeah. will do more than anything else. I get, I get even like a little bit of man. I can, I, I cannot put my finger on it, but it's it's almost salty.
2: Thank you for saying that. I love that you said that because- it's,
0: yeah. As soon as you said there's, that, I'm like, yeah, hey, I get it. And especially in the finish, yeah, I find it's like salty on the sides of my tongue yes. kind of thing, it's weird.
2: Well, I often get sort of this like sea spray note yeah. with a lot of the high coasts. And you know, at first, when I first tried it, I tried the, well, this wasn't my first high coast, but to try the four together, I was like, I can't discern that this is from the same distillery. Mm-hmm. Now tasting more and what I'm getting is there's this almost like a salinity to it. A saltiness and i i don't yeah it's
0: almost like a like a salted toffee mm. or yeah. something like that mm. or a salted then you can get like some fudges fudges that are like the crumbled salt on top kind of thing yeah. where it just leaves that that little bit of salt lingering after the sweet kind of thing but it's a
1: like lindor has those those round chocolates if you go to the big store at the outlet mall it's the inside of the salted caramel one that's actually flavored salted caramel. The outside is just the dark chocolate. So it's like when you first bite into it, you get that like nutty dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. And after you get into like whatever's on the inside, Mm -hmm. the salted caramel comes through. It's like leaves that kind of taste. Like slightly chocolatey, but caramel with some salt. Yeah.
0: Yeah, As soon as you said salt, I was like, oh yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bit of, yeah, like you get that cocoa like dark dark chocolate I feel on the on the finish as well mm-hmm. but interesting
2: an interesting take on a Sherry yeah. Oloroso
0: it's so good I like this one a lot it's good it's good it's because it's like interesting complex yeah. and interesting
2: mm-hmm. absolutely um, and this hmm. cask yielded about both of them but 64 to 68 bottles so they're smaller ones uh, smaller casks and available to the market was 60 so why 50
0: oh they were small casks. They're small even. casks yeah Oh, okay. So they were, they were finished in the small casks.
2: They were um, distilled um, and put in. And, in and yeah, finished. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't say finished. They've they've got some. Their new make. What they do there at the distilleries, they normally throw them into bourbon barrels for yeah. three to eight months, just to get rid of any harsh. Yep. Notes.
0: Just to round and them. And
2: for anyone that's purchasing, so they would have taken that spirit and then put it into the American oak that was seasoned, and so that barrel is the. the that's not of
0: easy one. to like. Playing with small barrels is not easy. These
2: guys are crazy. So it's, Roger you have to like, be it. like
0: tasting it all, all the time because you can push it over the edge really quick.
2: They do tons, yeah. and um, he won Distillery Manager of the Year because they're doing so many unique mm-hmm. things, which we'll talk about with Cinco, yeah. um, which is going to be the fourth dram we try. Um, they do have a bottle out called 63 which I've not tried and we were actually talking about numerology earlier interestingly enough so when we get into the sinkhole there's a lot of fives and we'll get into that but one of their bottles and I had to write this down and there were so many points to it we talk about someone who loves numerology so High Coast is located at the uh, 63rd parallel in terms of latitude and when they built their third distillery um, it was right on that mark so he actually took a uh, paint black paint and Drew across the distillery, right where that parallel was. Mm -hmm. And that was um, number three that they had built there across the warehouse. And then they usually use, it's a peated whiskey. So they usually use uh, between 40 and 45 PPM. So he actually sought out a 63 level PPM barley uh, that he acquired from a place. And I can't remember the name because I couldn't hear what he said. I was having a hard time deciphering, but um, that place was started in 1963. Um, he, there was 63 batches at wash. It was fermented for 63 hours Five. the Cooper that did the cast, uh, Johann. Johan. He yeah. was born in 1963. It was, uh, also matured then Jeez. for six years and three months. It was aged at 63 decimeters above the floor. bottled at 63% <laughs> very
0: specific yeah. at a
2: temperature of 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Now there are about three or four points that I left out, but this That's is what crazy. we're talking about. It that is crazy. That is detail. Very detailed. Yeah. So that's a bottle I've not yet tried. I
0: would with. hate, it when, could you imagine if they did all that work and then at the end it, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was
2: crap. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're
0: they, like, ah, oh, damn it, put it in another barrel. <laughs> they do, they have,
2: they're, they're really yeah. funny about that. So if, <laughs> even with Johan, he is the main um, cooper.
0: Johan. Johan yeah.
2: in Sweden. And so he he does coopering for all of these distilleries and um, Roger and him have a really good relationship. So they'll often present each other with challenges. So one of them was to create an actual box cask so they have about a hundred of them
0: instead of a cylinder instead of
2: a cylinder they don't always use them they roger's like they look ridiculous but he was like let's just try it
0: how how do they i'd be curious how they create it because the whole idea of the cylinder is with the rings that's how you seal it so how do they seal it in a
2: i don't know that story but i know that they've got about a hundred of them that took five years to produce by this johan so he is a you know very skilled uh cooper
0: that's crazy interesting i want to see these things yeah, yeah. So Me do too.
2: I. i'm gonna to have to get pictures for you guys and be like send <laughs> us send us over because he just thought it was funny but you know you spoke about using smaller barrels and larger barrels they got like, all different types of shapes of barrels, and they spend a lot of time on this i know you know everyone can there's a lot of places that are meticulous but just hearing their story and it, it's mm-hmm. like where do you have the time first of all where they're located these guys have to take a boat across to get to the distillery because there's no like streets or buildings around them like i just think the whole situation Jeez. so once i think they're once they're on the like you know where they're at at work they got a lot of time because they they've got cold <laughs> cold climate in the winters right
1: yeah i'm just going to say does the, the little inlet that they're on freeze over it
2: does <laughs>
1: like walk across
2: i don't think it and then i don't know exactly how they get across because they've got 500,000 liters of water from a mountain that just rushes by the distillery every second so you're seeing a picture there of yeah we're looking at a picture in the winter and you know of course now climate is a huge thing for the taste and the flavors imparting on the barrels because they have almost you know 39 degrees celsius uh summers and then they've got minus 30 very similar to but they
0: climate it sounds like they climate control a little bit
2: uh i've read do they let it go to the sub
0: is it it's unheated. unheated okay yeah like a, a lot of distilleries climate control just enough so that the pipes don't freeze if there's any really? sort of water service yeah. or anything like that going to the buildings but um and obviously like obviously for that 63 release they because they aged it at 63 degrees right. fahrenheit yes. so they they obviously that, they, that one they'd have to yeah so they must have a facility that is and then probably some rick houses that aren't warehouse? probably yeah yes. yeah probably interesting they
2: are they are really really interesting guys and they're really lighthearted. I I remember watching one of their lives and uh I think it was Roger presenting and Lars had set up a box he was you know supposed to pull out a whiskey but ended up pulling out a a bra and was like "Um, (laughs) that
0: That was cool what they did though because it was like a welcoming or um introducing themselves to the (laughs) Canadian drinkers and Yeah. yeah it was really cool nice touch
2: um, so, of course, on the bottle, you've got, you know, it's the Canadian local artist selected series. So you can expect to see more of these um, handpicked casts with Truth Malters. And they featured an artist whose name Fred Thomas, again, out of Winnipeg, um, And he's a muralist and a tattoo artist. And Interior his works are r- Eyes
0: in, rolling emoji. Yeah. Are in, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, some of the... Yeah, some of the museums and stuff out there. So the
0: artwork Art. is this. It's like it's really cool. It's, it's unique. Yeah. It's very unique. It's, it's very really cool. cool. And it, like Winnipeg does have a, a very artsy community.
2: Yeah, you know that's where I was born, right, guys?
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. W's yes. up yeah. So moving on.
0: I didn't think we'd have to go back there, though. That's something you can't do in Winnipeg, is You can, know
2: what
0: else you can't do? Undo that you were born in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I know, you know, when I, when I, Jay always makes fun of me, because, you know, when I'm like, oh, you know, I'm East Indian, and he's like, uh, she's from Winnipeg, guys, and he's like, you're as Canadian as it gets, so I just, I just think it's awesome. Perfect. You know, and we talk about, like, terroir all the time, and, you know, just with their climate and where they're located, I mean, the air is super clean, and, you know, they've mm-hmm. got that you know forest around them and the water sweden's
0: a beautiful place i've been there it's, you have it's been there. gorgeous oh, yeah so and you yeah. can
2: actually um glamp out there you can they've got a whole thing set up where you can go glamping right on the the beach nice. there on the coast right in front of the distillery and you can do actual tastings right on very cool right out there hmm. you can come in and um yeah try their whiskies. but they've got a whole it sounds super beautiful and something i'd want to do so hopefully in the future i can when we take care. this
0: podcast on tour but yeah. if you love winnipeg wait are we talking about winnipeg <laughs> or <are> we <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> so we're gonna actually move on to the next one so this is the second of the class series oh, yeah. um it is actually a cigar malt so if you're into cigars which i don't think either of you are
0: sean is dabble dabble, dabble.
2: so this is this is a really um beautiful woman. i just
0: can't be into cigars because then it makes me want to smoke cigarettes and
2: yeah, it's, it's one of those it's things for me. One of those things. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, we can just get nosing this, and I'll let you dive right in. It's
0: all Hungarian oak. Yeah. <clears throat> on the nose.
1: Instantly. Yeah. Recognizable.
2: Beautifully, just so much spice. I, I think on my post, I was like, wow. You know, I literally mm. said that, sticking my nose it's in.
0: Very. Like. Sticky toffee pudding. On the palate, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but like with a nice toastiness to it
2: and it's it's um yeah like
0: light the putting on fire a little bit
2: yeah and the barrel's been more toasted mm-hmm. in this case and it's about definitely
0: get, you get like in the finishes where i find you get the like leather cigar tobacco
2: yeah i'm getting lots of um like cinnamon nutmeg those types of spices along with those mm-hmm. the tobacco yeah, it's notes very
0: that is very like baking Mm-hmm. everything around baking spices baking sweetness baking right
2: lots of oak. that's really tasty this actually. one is a 62.1 and it doesn't it, it sips really nicely
1: yeah it doesn't sip that high you it's a little bit no not at n- all more noticeable than the last one but i was last, one, but i'm still i was still,
0: still gonna say like 55 to 58 kind of thing
1: but yeah it it tastes like cast strength. the last one i think hit with more spice and this one more yes, heat this, this one's got heat yeah. yeah but yeah like the sweetness shines through big
2: time so sweet and again yeah. this is another one that i find will you'll revisit in your palette and it just oh yeah it's there it's all over
1: how old is this one
2: so this one's just a touch over four years old Okay. yeah and you know they are again a mm. non-age statement um distillery because they're all about taste when we get into the Cinco, which is next, um, they actually end up dropping down, you know, the age of it just to bring in a cask to complement the rest of the the cask that they used, just to balance out the flavor. And and they're like, whatever, we don't care, like, yeah, this is this is our whiskey, we love it, and this is where we're at with it. And again, they've they've been in production since 2010, so even something that's super old to them would be mm-hmm. an 11 year old, right? I so. get
0: a, I get a lot more maple out of it now that I'm like four four back, sips yeah. in kind of thing, yeah. like that maple kind of rich sweetness
1: not syrupy but like like a maple no not flavoring. the viscosity
0: yeah, yeah yeah not the viscosity of maple syrup but yeah
2: i was trying to figure out like i know they've got some hungarian oak in the hove, which we haven't tried yet um and that's just a little bit of it that's one of the the casts that they use and the only other one that i can think of is the first bear face that i tried has hungarian oak <laughs> in it but um, I, I don't
0: Glenmorangi, glen glen cake
2: Oh, does cake have it in there? That, I, mean, I had yeah, that with
0: you. They use yeah. the Tokai cast. Tokai, which is a Hungarian. It's Hungarian oak. dessert wine. Dessert wine. Mm. Yeah. But
1: right there, that's the one that immediately jumped out at me. Because they use Hungarian Yes. Mm.
0: That's that's it right there.
2: E'laire, don't you? I cast haven't had that one there. That one's
0: really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can pour you a sample before you go.
2: Sounds good. Looks like there's <laughs> like, a few samples. There, I feel like there was
0: something else job. recently, too, that had... Yeah, some sticked out in my mind. <laughs> like the Dead um, space. <laughs> that talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We drank a lot of whiskey, so...
1: But it's weird, like... that's hard to remember them all. From the Eau Claire? <laughs> yeah. Like, on the nose, especially, I found that it was similar, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The
1: taste, obviously, is... I've only had one small tiny <laughs> sip of that one. It's bugging me now. There's gotta be something that I know that we're
0: missing. Yeah, we'll come time. we'll come back, we'll come to, back it. to it. Yep. Yeah. No, this one's it's good though. So good. I was it's... really curious to try these, honestly. Yeah. Because they are they're they're expensive. But yeah. to bring in only sixty are they Actually, both
2: no about about 50 on average so it was 46 was one and 54 and i can't remember what the order was of each but essentially yeah. you're getting about 50 balls coming to market they both for yielded sure, sixty four yeah 60 and
0: bottles I, there's one thing that i've learned is bringing in small quantities of things mm-hmm. tends to jack the price up because yeah. <laughs> it's very expensive to transport mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's only 10 cases of each so for sure for no. total production that's yeah.
1: But yeah and you'll
2: notice sizes too. Like the the origin series comes in the you know the 700, 750 mil, um, seven hundred mil bottles, and then we've got the shorter ones for Cinco. I mean, you'll hear the story about it, and you can see why that price has gone up. But
0: how big are the bottles for these?
2: Uh, they're they're the they They're the five
0: hundred mil, correct. Okay.
2: And so I don't know if they're going to switch out to that. I know that just to meet world demand, like, because they're only producing so many um, liters a year. And they want to expand that they 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 made smaller bottles of it. So that's just to share the love. I don't know if there's anything, any change coming with that in the future. But yes, in terms of what we brought to Mm -hmm. Canada, we're in those Mm -hmm. size bottles. But definitely uh, unique. You know, I I can they
0: be found? Where can they be found? Is there Um, any left?
2: So I don't you can contact. So there was just two stores in Alberta. So we had craft sellers in Calgary. And keg and Park. yes. Okay. And if you do pick up a bottle, just make sure that they should be giving out the little art piece um, if you wanted to collect, and it's just a little signed uh, postcard size um, art piece. Yeah, which it's, they're
0: also on the bottle.
2: They're on the bottle, printed yeah. on the bottle yeah. as well.
0: But those are the actual, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So
2: he signed all of these cards, and then cool. you know that way, if you toss out the bottle and you just you know you want to keep this or however you do, I, I like to keep my whiskey swag. From, I was
0: just thinking about that. Um, the other day as I was cleaning up my basement but do you like do you guys keep do you keep like boxes and do you keep any like I use, bottles and I stuff I used to that keep you, everything, not the bottles obviously you <laughs> throw out everything but I now even if, like a, I you, even if it's like a even if it's like a Glen Goyne 105 year old and you finish it that's
1: the thing like I've, <laughs> I've kept a few of the like fancier boxes and stuff like the uh, straight from the cask edge I keep those. Um, yeah. the only bottles I've really kept are like super crazy. Like I kept my first ever Highland park, the bottle I bought first for myself. That's yeah. there. Um, I have a case I bought just a case and it's a Glenn Livet back in the eighties. I think they did a golf course series. That's right. And this one's St. Andrews. So I kept that and I actually keep all of the stuff I bought at St. Andrews in that. Um, I keep a couple that I've used for cork fillers, but mm-hmm. um, it's just like it's the
0: odd. odd. Yeah, it just gets to be too much. Yeah, right? and, and it
2: does, but it can come in handy. Like um, pre-COVID, I was doing some tastings just like for private groups, and I would just feature different whiskeys, and I kept the boxes, luckily, because I'd be transporting them around, and it helped from having just a bunch of gloss, you know, together in my little tote, essentially. Yeah. But it gets a lot. I have a, I have a whole basement that I don't do stuff with, and I have a section that's just like... Bags and bags yeah. of boxes. I, I don't, think I, like, I was
0: just threw out a whole bunch of old like tins and boxes and and everything just because I the lids too. Huh. Well, probably. Oh, you bastard! I got too many mm. coasters in my life.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a. Well, I haven't done it in a while, but I use the resin, the tin so lids, it. and make cork. Corkers, right? Okay. And so I just put clear resin with cork around the outside and then fire it, so oh. the cork turns like kind of blackish brownish. Right. I've sent a few, I sold a few last year, but um, yeah, like so for Mike, send, I want to send him a couple two and a half ones ones yeah. that I have. And then Josh just like came down, grabbed some bottles off my deck when I was at work and left me a big bag full of them. So I know a bunch of other people have brought them. So I have bags full of them now, but it's just finding the time <laughs> You gotta let them time, see. yeah. Exactly. You gotta let them <laughs> yeah. time everything we wish, every, yeah. yeah everything. What we wish we all had yep. more of, right? Yeah. But no, it's. I mean, it's cool. And if I do have a weekend, that I can just sit down and do it because you have to mix the resin perfectly, or else it doesn't set. Oh yeah. They get bubbles. So you have to use a torch to torch all the bubbles out and stuff. My wife used to make jewelry out of resin. Now she's on to clay, hmm. and that's going pretty good. She has her own website and stuff. But. Cool.
0: Jewelry Glow. Plug globe. it, plug it, plug it, plug, <laughs> plug it. it. Yeah. Shameless plug. She, she started listening to all our it. episodes, so i got to plug yeah. her. I'm gonna send, I'll send her an uh, invoice
1: for advertising. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sponsored by. Sponsored by. But
1: no. Um. yeah, so it was just something cool. So I do keep the lids. I mean, a bag of lids, plastic bag than. has, you know, you can fit a yeah. like hundred or so in there. Yeah. yeah. The corks, any corks that break or bottles that I throw out, I keep the corks. Yeah. Obviously, because in case one breaks in the future. You keep all your corks? Uh, almost all of them yeah uh, I used like I, to have it,
0: I've got I've got like lots in my cabinet but I don't need more well, so you just keep but keep, I use them, them for the coasters oh I see okay yeah
1: so I'll keep like the generic ones that are like the classic size and now a lot more using the synthetic corks so I keep all of those gotcha and the wood corks or the cork corks or whatever yeah, I, yeah. I use those and get blisters on my hands because I break them apart by hand or use little knives and stuff and yeah it's <laughs> pain in the ass but when covid <laughs> first hit and my wife was like and i had let's do something to do. while we're sitting at home for yeah every
0: single not day not just drink yeah. whiskey come on yeah so well, sean's like drink whiskey it's and arts and craft crafts craft time yeah. yeah she's whipping you, you had like a milk. month and a half off though <laughs> didn't you remember you went yeah. you had like a long period of time yeah
1: well, they moved us to two weeks on two weeks off and yeah. i missed a whole two weeks because i got sick yeah but yeah <laughs> back to that like i used to keep all my bottles in the Things and then space. Space. <laughs> so then I, was like, okay, I know. No, I'll throw all the tubes in the drawers underneath. Space, space, <laughs>
0: space, space and time. And
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I yeah, pretty I much more like space, more if time. I can fit them in the tubes or the cases. Yeah. While they're still sealed, I'll keep them in there. But as soon as I crack the bottle, usually the case goes. There's yeah, like I said, there's a few that are like like the going 21. Like that's at kill level, and I'm not gonna throw that away because that was like. Uh, way back when and that was like the first big spend i ever did on i have a in 25 we need to kill yeah up there. i see that yeah. it's nice and dark it's getting
0: low
2: it's Looks very like low some that's where dark my px share you in there yeah
1: that's where my 21 is too we should just bring those one day and do those for an episode sure sweet do you want to join us yeah day? yes yeah, okay. please i'll be here um another weird thing that i collect and i don't even know if you know this the
0: tin foils that cover the corks yeah i collect you those. collect those but at our taste that's even you've more never, weird you've never even seen it i wonder tastings. where they went actually that's yeah. the reason why i don't collect them because they all go nice. I stole from you <laughs> yeah i stole from the club I keep
2: kind of the because sometimes they make the bottle look, still look good you know taking a photo but um yeah typically but
1: no like where you peel where you peel the little
0: yeah. strip off that's wax though yeah,
2: yeah
1: the um nice where you yeah peel i don't ever the keep them very top of it yeah Literally, I have a drawer in my whiskey cabinet that has full of those.
2: I can see you telling a great. I guess that's how they'd be in that one. <laughs>
1: how quickly would they fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> saying that, I have turned some of those foils. I've used it. when I'm going on to kill home in The little uh, fiddly bit, the coin that's on the
0: bottle. The fiddly bit. That's yeah. That's a good, <laughs> a good official thing. term. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I've actually used those and made them into neck. Charms
0: with resin. How many neck charms do you wear, Sean? <laughs> <Not>
1: for my <laughs> neck.
0: Um, <laughs> wow, this like, went <laughs> sideways. <big> it's, <laughs> it's literally no different than keeping like the wrappers of a cigar, yeah. which a lot of people do. A lot of, I guess, do right? So it's and I don't. pretty simple. Yeah. They go right in the trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That's enough of uh, listening to Sean's weird whiskey garbage fetishes um we're gonna we're breaking up this episode into two because we sat around and recorded for a long time drinking whiskey so stay tuned and we'll release part two later this week or beginning of next cheers